0: Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome back for another week of the T Bone Speaks podcast, where our focus is on helping you earn more money, take more time off, and do more of the dentistry that you love. This week, we bring back a former guest, Dr. Dabal Patel from Roseville, California, and we talk about clinical excellence in the DSO environment, advice for young dentists out there, Sarah zirconia, and then we have a question and answer session on current challenges of maintaining and attracting great associates and maintaining a wonderful team member. So get ready for a fantastic episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Welcome back this week for another episode. I am joined by my good friend and teaching partner dr daval patel i seem to have this thing bringing foreign graduate indians on recently
1: do you have anybody else other than me
0: i had ashish dr ashish kakadi on
1: oh you're right yeah i yeah, did I the foreign, watch, you know, surviving I watch uh
0: surviving as a foreign graduate okay. dentist
1: i thought i was your first one
0: you were the first back one the last day. year yeah, yeah a couple of year year years now, back two years ago okay how you been doing daval
1: uh pretty good have you been
0: Fantastic. Dovle is a practicing dentist in Roseville, California. That's correct. Just outside Sacramento, California. Uh Davil is well known as a ceramic guru. You didn't, you didn't you seem to accept that now. That's awesome. Well, maybe. Maybe. No, you 100% I'm getting better at it. Especially in the world of anterior aesthetics. You have I've seen you have a very good rise in the realm and the respect that you get. and you're the founder of the Facebook group Keep Sarah King
1: that I'm proud of
0: dedicated to Sarah excellence correct online what do you have 4,000 members now
1: 5,000 5,000 we we just crossed 5,000 last month I believe that's awesome yeah I started that how do people find that well, I guess most of the people just find it because their friends add them on there. Okay. Oh, we've never done any marketing.
0: But all they cool. have to do is look and on Facebook. Yeah, yeah a just, search uh, if
1: you are in the SEREC world and uh, if you want to become a part of a group that has 5,000 of the best Serac users in the world. Uh, I'm yeah, there,
0: just, so it can't be the best.
1: Yeah, but you're still learning, right? So, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: so uh, yeah, just look up uh, Keep CERECing on Facebook. Uh, Keep uh, CERC, Inc. I-N-G, on Facebook and just send me a request. I'll add you on there. And, like I said, we've got just some of the very best people in the world posting cases, answering questions, um, you know, just helping each other out and getting better. I mean,
0: it's good. It's pretty active now.
1: It is. I started that group about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, I was the only one who was posting cases, you know, trying to get mm-hmm. people kind of uh, engaged within the group. But I haven't posted anything in the last. Maybe you're weeks. not doing
0: any good dentistry.
1: Um, yeah, maybe I'm just busy too,
0: to do teaching or something. <laughs> I but think no. it's the backyard that you were fixing at your house.
1: Yeah, that took up a lot of my time. I don't know I, why I, you're doing I, that I, yourself. I, I, I didn't do that myself. I had people doing it for me, but I'm, I am I, I get involved with everything that I do. I'm no. not hands-off. I like to be hands-on on everything. So I was uh, closely involved with every single uh, part of that. So, yeah, it, we're almost done. We, we ran into a few bumps, but uh, finally got it done.
0: Well, for our new listeners and our listeners who may may not heard our episode with you before, uh, I don't want to rehash a lot of old things. I want to talk about new things with you. But uh, I think one of the biggest things that I learned from you was uh, a myth that I had that working in a DSO environment meant that we did mediocre average dentistry at best. And when I met you and saw your work and found out that you were actually an owner in a DSO environment and have a practice of high clinical culture, clinical excellence. I really wanted to talk about that with you today. So talk to me about the myth, okay, of DSOs and talk about how you're creating a clinical culture of excellence in your practice.
1: Well, like you said, it's a myth, right? I mean, uh, I don't even know where that arises from. I think a DSO practice is no different than a private practice. Uh, and in some regards, it could only be better because of the fact that I don't have to deal with the business decisions. You know, I'm not too good at all the number crunching, stuff like that. So I have the DSO part, take Mm -hmm. care of that part. I'm involved with the clinical decisions in the practice, uh, taking care of my patients, you know, uh, know, working on my Mm -hmm. clinical skills and and getting better with that. Uh, The other reason I think uh, we have a better advantage than maybe private practices is is the fact that we have all the specialties within Mm -hmm. the office. So I have a periodontist. I have an orthodontist. And they're surgeon.
0: there every day?
1: Uh, no, they're not there every day, but okay. uh, I have an orthodontist about 8 to 10 days a month.
0: Wow, that's almost uh, every day. I
1: have an endodontist a couple days a month. I have okay. a periodontist a couple days a month, and I have an oral surgeon a couple days a month.
0: But does that mean you can't do those areas of dentistry? Not
1: necessarily, but do I want to? Okay. okay? So, for example, you know, when you're a private practitioner and you're, are, you have your patients, most of the private practitioners may not want to let work work out of their office tend to do everything and anything that sure. they get you know so let's say you're you're a young practitioner and you started your own practice how comfortable or how good do you think you are with molar endo reasonable okay are you better than an, a specialist
0: some of them yes Depends but, but, on whom you're but working generally with. speaking the answer is yeah no. yes. well
1: the, my, my question is geared towards the fact that aren't specialists better than most they, of should general be. dentists. They, they should, should be 100 right? so why not let them take care of the molar endo
0: you know, would that stifle my growth in learning those procedures? Not
1: necessarily. I mean, if you're good at it and if you wanted to do it, you know, you can. it's not that we we can't do those kind of procedures. It's my clinical culture. It's whatever I feel comfortable doing.
0: And why, when you say it's your clinical culture, is that because you are the owner of the practice?
1: I'm the owner of the practice. So uh, for the listeners that may not know, I am partnered with PDS.
0: So that's Pacific Dental Services? Pacific Dental Services. They are 650 correct. offices?
1: Uh, pretty close to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I am uh, the partner, I'm the clinical partner, they provide the business part of it, and um, I make all the clinical decisions in the practice, meaning what specialist I want on board, you know, what associate I want on board, what's my clinical culture, mm-hmm. you know, what do I believe in, do I believe in implants? Do you have
0: quotas? quotas no, of... we don't
1: have any quotas, no. Okay. no none of that's, that's
0: another right. myth. I keep hearing this from young dentists where they, they have this pressure to produce.
1: I think that comes from the simple fact is, uh, you know, depending on, on which DSO they work for, you know, I've I mm-hmm. worked with PDS for the last 12 years now. I've never had a quota. Well, do we have production goals in the office? Yeah. Of course, I, have, I mean, production have production goals. goals. Every single sure. private practice uh, owner that I've met, Should they have, have production goals. goals. Yeah. You, you're running a business, you know, there's, uh, like they say, no margin, no mission, right? Right. If you're not going to make money, how are you going to survive in this economy? So, regardless, but there is no quotas that you have to hit a certain amount of whatever production. I mean, nothing of that. sort. I don't even okay. understand the question, if I may say so.
0: So talk to me about what, what is a typical day at your office like? I mean, how many patients are you seeing? What kind of dentistry are you doing? What do you love to do?
1: Uh, I love static dentistry, as, as you know. Um, I love to see at least a couple static restorations on my schedule uh, okay. every day. Uh, a typical day consists of about 12 to 13 patients a day. For you? Uh, for me. Okay. Uh, that's that's exams and procedures okay yeah so okay. not necessarily procedures so that's yeah. a
0: lot of restorative to do. no no no
1: not so probably three or four restorative patients a okay. day and then i have my exams uh okay. we have a full-time hygienist uh, uh hygienist and a half in fact okay so a full-time and a part-time hygienist and uh, they have their own schedules uh they see the patient for the periodontal maintenances and we do our hygiene checks just like a private okay. office sure. there's, there's no different uh we have our specialties within the practice uh that means that if i have a difficult uh i place some implants right. i'm not an expert and i i choose to do the cases where i think i can place the implant at probably the same skill level as a specialist mm-hmm. would that means a lot of bone away from the sinus away from adjacent teeth those kind what's
0: of what's your things. skill what's your comfort what level? my comfort
1: level is right now if if i were a private practice um and I, I didn't want to send the patient out. And you might, you know, I might be inclined to place one without, I mean, not being at the same skill level as a specialist would.
0: Or but, you would do the opposite and refer everybody out.
1: Or I would just do keep doing bridges. Right. Right. So, yeah. so that's not the case. I have a periodontist in the practice. And wherever I feel that there is the need for my patient to see a periodontist, I would bring the periodontist on board. And How have long
0: him, have you had specialists in your practice?
1: Uh, since I can remember. I mean, since day one, I guess. Day
0: one. Okay. So yeah. 12 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, what I've, tr- I've struggled, and I'm trying to get um, general dentists today to understand that I think the future model of dentistry is going to be multidisciplinary dentistry within a single environment. Maybe you don't have a full-time person just like you don't, mm-hmm. but you have somebody that comes in once, twice, three times, four times a month, yeah. and you collaborate on care, you provide your patients with excellence, and you provide them with convenience, what I call being patient-centric. And what's happened is the model of the 80s and 90s where the general dentist just sent everybody everywhere else.
1: Or did everything by themselves.
0: Or did everything by themselves. uh, I think that model is somewhat broken. Uh, Not broken in the terms of the outcomes for the patient, but broken in the terms of the convenience and the costs for the patient. All right, let's switch topics a little bit. Um, Now let's talk about an area of your passion, and that's Sarek. Uh, I think the biggest thing I've seen change in you and I want to ask you why, because to a certain part, I, I don't quite see the benefits yet, personally. And that is a significant move towards um, zirconia. So tell me, you've recently switched to using more zirconia than before?
1: Well, no, that's that's incorrect. I've been using zirconia for the last several years. It's just the fact that we didn't have access to same-day zirconia in mm-hmm. the aesthetic world until uh, the Speedfire oven came okay. up. I used to send out a lot of my zirconia work outside. I used to just connect CERC, connect those cases to labs. Now I do them in the practice. And, and, and here's my thing, you know, I mean, since I've been doing Ceric for so long, uh, my biggest gripe with CAD CAM dentistry has been that for the longest time, what we've done is uh, we've kind of adopted to the material that we had.
0: But you know? our material choices were limited. They were super
1: limited back when fa- we started. Or
0: our fabrication sintering was eight hours. Correct. Okay, so when you had to, eight hours is not tear-side dentistry anymore. So
1: you, you can make that yeah. happen, but let's say, for example, if I had a Bruxer patient come in or where I had limited interclusal space, I'm not going to try to make my fit, material fit to that space, so I used to send that out to the lab for zirconia. Right. Okay, and, and what I'm trying to say is, let's say when I started, I mean, you started CAD CAM probably before me, but I started about 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And the only materials that I can remember back then was a Vita Mark II and an Empress. Right. I think... Uh,
0: a regular uh, strength ceramic Regular material. strength
1: feldspathic porcelain. Yeah. And, and we've been fairly successful with those materials, not to say that those are bad materials, uh, but then, then came Emacs, then came the hybrids. And, and when I think of it, I feel that, you know, what we've done is we've adopted our preps to the material that we had. Right. Do we really need 1.5 millimeter of reduction on the occlusal surface and no, the our material surface? needs that, right? I, our material needed no. that not now, right. so all the naysayers about zirconia you know i can I can go thin i can th- go thin like gold like how and, thin um uh, depending on the material you know mm. like for example uh emaczircat or in chorus I can go about point eight millimeters on the on the okay. axial okay and you know about point eight point nine maybe a millimeter in the clusal, which, okay. you know, for the most part... So like second
0: molars that have already been ground down, that's yeah, an advantage.
1: There, there, there is a, there's a huge advantage to that, uh, the fact that, you know, you can, you can minimally reduce those teeth and not have to go ahead and reduce a whole lot just to make the material that you have in your drawer mm-hmm. fit that tooth.
0: What about the aesthetics of zirconia?
1: Uh, there's a challenge okay. depending on the materials. So the two materials that I primarily use in my practice right now, one is the Inchorus, okay, uh, from Serona. And I've had some challenges with the aesthetics of that material. Um, it can get better. Uh, there is a procedure called infiltrating mm-hmm. zirconia before you center it. So you take some coloring liquids and you put it on there, and that helps you with a little bit more of the aesthetics. And then you can always stain and glaze. However, you know, you gotta pick and choose your patients. You know, if I have an older patient on a second molar, um, you know, they have a bunch of PFMs around it, I mean, I can throw in an porous and not you know, be completely okay with it.
0: An area that I think dentistry needs help uh, or that we have to be careful is advice to young dentists. Uh, today, uh, roughly 60 to 62% of young dentists, uh, newly graduating dentists join a DSO environment, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, north of 50% of all graduating dentists are females and many will not own a practice, not just the females, but also the younger dentists, males and females just because of the shifting demographics, shifting economics, and shifting debt load that people come out in. What advice would you give to young dentists today?
1: Well, I'm a young dentist myself, so I probably get advice young dentist. from you all. Old...
0: You're, 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 you're losing hair, just so well, you know. Well,
1: that's okay, but I, I look a lot younger than you. And
0: It's not hard to look younger than <laughs> So listen, speaking of that, I went today to get, um, you know, I'm trying to improve my health. It is... I've been
1: hearing that for the last...
0: But I really am trying okay. okay I'm trying. I, I go through ups and downs. It's like a yo-yo with me, okay So I went to do this metabolic test and my metabolic age is 90.
1: I, I believe that.
0: I believe that too. I, I really believe that That'd probably be. Anyway, back to the advice of young dentists.:
1: Well, uh, I guess the most important thing, uh, one thing would be you know finding a place uh, where you can expand on technology okay. You know, obviously... How uh, important
0: is technology today? Because the young dentist that may open the practice may say, oh, I don't have the money for that. I don't need that. I mean, how important is technology today?
1: I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer, especially with what I do as, as far as Cirque is concerned. I still haven't gotten into cone Beam yet. I know well, you've, been, you've been...
0: Yeah, you're getting that. into so, cone I, Beam. I am. I'm very, very... You said something that I take issue with. Okay. You said especially what you do or what I do.
1: Well, I'm coming from my own perspective. I get that, but I think
0: ultimately my point in that is we're losing sight or sometimes our mentality and the things we say as educational leaders is the most important thing is our patient. And what I'm not hearing from any. To, too many younger dentists that say, well, I can't afford the technology or I don't need the technology. And I, and I always want to say, it's not about you.
1: It's about patient-centered. It's, a, being it's patient.
0: about what your patient wants. And the patients today want good quality dentistry.
1: They want same day dentistry.
0: They want it convenient and they want it, they want it reasonably priced. Yeah. And, and to me that's what technology shines
1: so what better than cat cam i mean and you can pick or choose whatever cat cam technology you want to get into we work with serona we so work with Serac, yes yeah so we we work with Serac, and i think there's nothing better than that i mean that's again just my personal opinion and you know uh People can choose whatever well, we they have want. We
0: have, we have, you have 12 good years of data. Yeah. I have and, 15 good years of SERC data and, now.
1: And I'm sure you all have, all the educators out there, have documented cases yeah. uh, that can prove how CEREC technology works and lasts.
0: But I would even say better than that. We've seen how the technology grows, Progresses. how the company supports and services it, how the company invests back into its users. Zirconia didn't exist for you two years ago, did it? Oh yeah, I mean, and that a was, year ago even maybe that was right? the only
1: thing that was uh, you know I had to send something out to yeah. the lab was zirconia, you know, and uh, but you know it's great to have zirconia now. I can do zirconia bridges. Okay, so
0: you know? technology for the young technology dentists would be one. So yeah, embracing technology, embracing support.
1: technology, or at least you know accepting it that it's a part of it. You know, you're gonna get there okay. and working towards that. Hopefully, you know, so maybe
0: a written plan. Maybe a
1: written plan, maybe when they go out to practice, uh, see if they have technology within the practice and choosing to work with providers mm-hmm. who, who are who are incorporating technology into their practice that would be one thing.
0: But are uh, more and more dental schools providing technology now? training?
1: Uh, yeah, they have a machine in their in their school. I don't know if they're actually using this it. You DNA? ask most new graduates and they'll probably say that it like they saw the C machine or um, some sort of a CAT CAM machine in, in, in the school. But they never got to use it, except, I believe, USC and BU
0: uh, Boston so some of them are pretty, yeah.
1: pretty strong on that. So, again, technology would be one thing. Uh, the other two, I would say, is, uh, I mean, to me, the most important thing is clinical skills. You know, if you want to enjoy dentistry, if you want to have fun with dentistry, is you got to work on your clinical skills. You want to keep getting better with it. Uh, and uh, to end it is case acceptance. I mean, you could have all the clinical skills in the world, but if you don't have case acceptance skills, uh, you won't be able to do the dentistry that you diagnose.
0: All right. So you walked out of school, you walked out of dental school with the same educ essentially the same education as somebody graduating today, essentially the same education as me when I graduated. But yet you're doing dentistry that's above and beyond, let's say 80% of other dentists out there. Okay. That's a conservative number. Okay. What path or what things specifically would you tell young dentists to advance the clinical skills and advance the case acceptance skills? What what has been helpful for you in that? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode.
1: Well, one thing, first of all, you have to be intentional about not being mediocre. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm the best dentist out there, but my goal is always to be better than I was yesterday. Uh, looking up to the people that I aspire to be and, you know, kind of working in that direction
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and keep getting better every single day. The things that have helped me is... Uh, photography
0: right
1: you know uh using a dsl dslr camera not an document. iphone oh not an iphone although the phones are getting better the right, but they still, better, have but the, still they they don't have the clarity they don't have the clarity the depth of field the depth of field uh you know just those lighting control. Out. Yeah. and uh for the longest time i was using a ring flash mm-hmm. and then i think the last time i came and visited you i saw you using a twin flash yeah. and i actually bought two yeah so you know, I'm, I'm kind of working my game up with photography every single time. Uh, it's useful for me in several ways. One is just documenting cases, mm. you know, building up the trust with patients when I show them the pictures, when I show them their models.
0: Other work you've done.
1: Other work that I've done. Or even their own pictures, you know. I mean, let's say, for example, 10 years ago, if the patient came to me for aesthetic work, I used to just look at them and say, fine, let's do it, Yeah. you know. But that's not how I do it anymore, you know. I don't even start same day. I mean, I would start with records probably same day if I had the time. Uh, I'll take a bunch of pictures. I'll take some impressions. You know, pour up models. Work on it a little bit, and then bring the patient back. Invite the patient back, and you know, uh, kind of show them what my treatment plan is, depending on what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the feedback that I receive from patients is nobody in the past has ever shown them pictures of their teeth, which is pretty unbelievable. Basic now, yeah. Which is unbelievable because I've been doing pictures for so long now; it just doesn't make sense. Uh, but when they see their pictures on the big screen, when they hold their models in their hands, it just kind of becomes real to them. And it this it seems like they're more involved and, you know, they can kind of give their input in what they want for their teeth uh, on bigger aesthetic cases. So, yeah, if, if I was to say one thing day one, if I had to change myself, I would start using a DSLR camera. Why that not day want.
0: zero? Why not while in dental school?
1: Yeah, that's even better. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, why not?
0: There's and nothing holding them back. So what, what is somebody... Okay, so let me go through this, okay? If somebody... So what I'm hearing from you is, is is mimics what I say. The number one investment I've ever made in technology has been a digital camera. Okay,
1: You say that or I say that? I say that. Okay,
0: and I agree. No, no, yeah, right. We, agree. we mimic each other. They mirror right. each other. The number one investment I've ever made has been a digital camera.
1: But see, the biggest point that we're missing, and that's the first thing I said, is you have to be intentional about getting better. When I teach my CEREC courses, that's the first thing I say, hey, listen, guys, if you want to get better with anterior CEREC, you have to invest in a digital camera, and you have to start taking pictures, and you have to start planning your cases. And the biggest feedback that I get, or the thing that the naysayers Mm -hmm. are, oh, I'm just a young dentist, I can't afford a camera.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. All right, so let's move on, and let's talk a little bit about... um, what other challenges are you facing
1: um obviously keeping my practice going um you know i the fact that i, I teach a lot these days mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I have a good team mm-hmm. around me uh that includes associates mm-hmm. uh, you know a good team of hygienists specialists uh um and just keeping associates long term you know developing associates kind of uh, hope finding associates that think like me it's you tough. know that
0: it's not impossible, yeah. but it's tough. It's not tough.
1: impossible, but it's, it's, it's tough. And, yeah, I, I like certain things my way, sure. although I give them the freedom to do whatever they want, but I, I like certain things done my way, and then it's very difficult for me to uh, find those people. I found one, and I want to keep him forever, but that's not going to happen. Man, Obviously, never know. No, no. I mean, and I, I want to see him grow as well, no. you know, so he wants to go and open up his own practice, and I'm, I'm supporting him in that. You know, I'm, I'm getting him ready for that, so... I know that day is going to come, and nobody wants to stick around forever, But and that's okay. That's just a part okay. of life. It's just that cycle goes on. So as long as you practice, um, you know, those things happen. But the biggest thing that I'm looking at this uh, at this point of time in my career is um, figuring out a way to spend more time with the family.
0: Yeah. That's yeah
1: and that's, that's, that's the...
0: I'm not the best person for you on that.
1: No, you are, in fact. <laughs> no, I, and as, as much as you say you're not, in fact, I've taken a lot of cues from your life, and one thing you told me three years ago is uh, start uh, start just putting uh, the the vacations on your calendar. Yeah. Start booking them out, and I've done that for the last year and a half. Not as many as I would want, sure. but I start scheduling them. But more start, than before. More than before, uh, definitely more than before. And they may not be two week trips, but even a weekend getaway. You know, yeah. just I just go ahead and like for example, I, I was just talking to my wife the other day. Is like once we are done with the vacation that Sunday, we sit down and book your next. Right. That's, that's how I want to get to. it, and,
0: and it may not be the specifics of where you're going, but yeah. the time. Like, hey, we're going to go this weekend or this three now days. For me,
1: it's not even that. I need to book the hotel. I need to book the <laughs> flight. That's how I'm going to make it I stay it
0: out of that part. My yeah. wife takes care of that. Mona takes yeah, care of so, that. Yeah,
1: uh, so we need to decide that. Yeah. And, and either I do it, she does. It doesn't matter. But we need to get that going. And, and that's, um, my kids are growing up. Yeah, I was already
0: putting my kids' 2018-19 calendar, yeah. their vacation calendar, You know, the school time off in my calendar today. I want to give you a couple of advice on the associate and team. Sure, I'd
1: love to give Um
0: They may not be the best advice or the right advice. Don't
1: give it to me then. <laughs>
0: okay, don't give it to you. But it's, it's what's worked for me and what I think is the right thing to do. I think in terms of attracting the right associate is to be intentional, to use your own word about what you want from somebody. I've taken a lot of heat about associates because I'm very upfront about what works in my personal environment, and I try to be upfront with people because like you, I'm very particular, not controlling necessarily, but particular that our model is a model that is sustainable. Our model is a model that encourages and creates growth, and our model is something that's in the best interest of the patients. And so to me, being very upfront and honest with people about the goods and the bads of the work environment, Has been unbelievably good for me the second advice i would give to you is i ask my team members whether it's doctors whether it's hygienists whether it's assistants front office team members i ask them to make sure that at least once per week they spend 10 minutes with me
1: every team member
0: every team member okay and i don't want to schedule it you
1: don't schedule it but you ask them that you go come find me yes Whenever I have
0: every week, I need I need I need to sit with you one on one.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna take that because the first thing that you mentioned, I already do that. Right. In fact, when I interview a new associate, I I kind of tell them every single reason why they may not want to exactly. You know, and if they come through that, then (laughs) they're the right fit. Yeah, they're they're the right fit. Um, So I I do that a lot, and I I try to be very open because I I don't like promising somebody the sky and then not meeting up to their expectations and and people have different set of expectations they might think of it as a boutique practice mm-hmm. and that's not what our practices are about you know or they may think yeah. of it
0: as a I, I always say most associates i've interviewed think of my practice as a residency where they're learning yeah. new things that they've never done and i'm like yeah. that, doesn't no, that, 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 doesn't that doesn't work that doesn't work
1: you know you you go do your classes go do your education put your time back, in become time a
0: good in. good fundamental foundational dentist Absolutely, then certainly yeah. the world's open to you and yeah it works but i'm with the team thing with the with with all team members, all employees, let's call them. I'm most vested in people when I know them.
1: So what, what are you finding when, when yeah. people come and talk to you, what do, what do they come and talk to you about?
0: They don't really, they just come and sit. Just chat. Yeah, just think about, think about like today with us, okay? It's no different. We just sat down and maybe the first couple of minutes we didn't talk and then as we sat there, I said something, you said something. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? And natural organic conversations happen. Okay, so when you have a set time or a set agenda to a certain degree, it invokes fear sometimes. Okay. And invokes, a, oh, I'm doing a, uh, a, a review of my employment. or hey, So, I'm so doing you don't
1: necessarily me. talk work. You could, Not you could always. talk about weekends, you could whatever talk about kids, comes whatever. Up.
0: Whatever comes up. Sometimes I'll talk about my health issues because I want them to know why am I grumpy sometimes. Sometimes I'll talk about their health issues or their family life. Sometimes I'll talk about work. Sometimes we'll talk about parents. Sometimes we'll say, Hey, how's life? What's going on? You know, talking about your car, like things like, like I know that my, some of my team members, their brakes on their car need to be replaced. or they had a flat tire yesterday and they had to change the tire themselves. See, see to me, it's not always about just the focus on the business. But with an ulterior motive, when I sit down and talk to somebody, it's about knowing because when, when I know what's going on in their life outside of work, I know how it affects work. Yeah. And you can nip things in the bud. And to me, the most important part of this is I leave it on you to find me. This is not about saying, hey, I'm so important, I'm so busy, I'm those things. Because what it tells me is that you have a vested interest you and you take initiative.
1: Do you find employees that would not come to you and then you know those are not the people? To your not, team I,
0: do I find that? Yes. Do I have that? No. no. Do I have that for a short period of time? Yes.
1: And okay. then you try and re-engage them into the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah you know, because if, if, they, they don't have, if, if somebody doesn't have the personal self-confidence to talk to their boss and to be open to their boss, like one of the most common questions I ask somebody is, tell me where I can improve. Okay, and if somebody says to me, nothing, everything's great, I'm like, I know you're lying. Yeah. Okay, I know how I just talked to you yeah. 30 minutes ago. I know I took my frustration out on you. Okay, I saw it in your eyes. And if you don't have that self-confidence, maybe not in the first one week, okay, but within 90 days, yeah, if you don't why. have that self-confidence to really engage with me and tell me what's in the best interest of our patients and our practice, it's not the right fit. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So, are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career defining leap. Head to www.3d dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. And And
1: I think people see through most of the stuff. I mean, I find sometimes, you know, when we hire new assistants, they'll find it a little intimidating to come mm -hmm. and talk to me they'll kind of hang around around more with associates and Mm -hmm. things like that, you know, maybe because I'm the owner. Right, that is exactly why. But every time they come and work with me, they're like, oh, I guess it was just fine. I'm like, yeah, what do you think? I was going to bite you or something, you know? So, um, yeah, they do kind of uh, have that thought Implement that. Yeah.
0: The other thing that'll happen is, because we have a very similar personality, um, the other thing that'll happen is your fear of what's happening in your practice while you're not there will subside.
1: Because there's people looking out for you.
0: Because you have trust in them. You have a deep understanding of who they are, what motivates them, where they fit within your culture on a true true basis, on an individual basis. And then some of those fears will go away because you're like, hey, I know Sally Ann, Mr. Joe, John, whoever it is in your practice. I know we can talk. We can have a good conversation. I know they're going to keep me in the loop. Like I know my team will tell me if I need to know something. Yeah. I know my team will only call me or ask me for something if they really need me. I know my team will make sure, they know that they're not gonna send a the patient, they're not gonna tell a patient, no, we can't see them. Hey, it's an implant patient. They're gonna call my surgeon and say, hey, Dr. A is out of town, can you help us out here? You know, I know these things because I know They'll what's go going on. They'll go above and beyond. Yeah, that's great I, advice. That's, you know, that's, yeah.
1: that's, that's the second problem I'm going to take from you. you yeah, the, the vacation thing and yeah.
0: is the second one. Well, I, I think really the number one thing you should take from this me This is a new thing that
1: you came up yeah. with because I've never heard you talk about this. Before.
0: I haven't. I've done it for a while. Uh, but, um, you know, um, I, I want to change with something you just said. I think the most important advice you should have taken from me is about your personal savings plan. I've done that. I know. I know. But I, I just want to be clear that I think the most important thing that any dentist can do. Yeah, Indians
1: are born with that mentality, so.
0: No, so, but it, I'm talking about even more intentional, is about a personal savings plan to create economic flexibility, not economic freedom. And creating economic flexibility allows you to achieve freedom. So I would say that was the number one void. So how most, do you
1: differentiate freedom versus flexibility?
0: Freedom is, a, freedom is, freedom is, I don't have to work. Okay. Flexibility, our goal is freedom. Freedom is going to be achieved when we hit a certain age because we can't work. Yeah. Okay. But or for, you
1: hit it early enough that you don't have to work. Yeah. But then that's pure Do you luck. not want to work? I love dentistry, so you know.
0: But flexibility. Okay. Let me. I want to be clear about this. Economic flexibility is about making choices that allow you to love what you do. Okay. So, for example, you'll choose doing great dentistry over making money any day of the week but that comes because you're not overextended at home. Now imagine if you had a million dollar house and fancy cars and all of those things.
1: Everything that you have.
0: I also have three incomes, okay? (laughs) But okay, all those things that I have, okay? But imagine you had those things. It might have a tendency to affect how you diagnose and what you do, and you may compromise your standards. So to me, that's about flexibility. It's, It's, people say, how do I do some of the big cases? Well, I don't I can say no to people. Yeah. I can pick and choose. I can say I don't want to do partial dentures. I yeah. can say I don't want to do dentures. Right? And I can say I can say that uh, as I said a few years ago that I don't want to do fillings anymore.
1: And have you lived up to that yet? Yes. Not any more fillings.
0: One a day. Maximum one a day. Yeah. And see to me that comes that's flexibility, not freedom. That's flexibility because I know that I can take that haircut. So freedom's the
1: end goal flexibility is your way to freedom would you say that? yes
0: because like flexibility is like right now pure I'm making what I call a luxury decision I have a nice office you've been there yeah it's pretty nice right very nice. very nice right love to have that you would love to have that I'm gutting it and changing it the whole thing every piece of equipment in there what? every floor every paint everything this year
1: you're kidding me no because that thing looks awesome
0: it looks awesome right
1: and most of the people that have seen your yeah. office would agree on that
0: so I'm doing that because that's, eco- that's economic flexibility. Every year, I put away 2 to 3% of my gross revenues in a growth fund. Okay. For you to
1: work on your practice.
0: For me to work on my practice. Now, let's define what that means. That's work on the aesthetics of my practice. That's work like we did a nice backyard renovation, so we have a nice place to eat lunch outside. I did some landscaping renovations last year. Uh, that also means working on my practice in terms of CE. Because that's part of my practice, correct?
1: And just not your CE but you my know, helping associates, your, your my associates team, members. team members.
0: You know, awesome. we're 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 reaching a point now in terms of size and in terms of difficulty of travel and my schedule that we're not going to CE very much anymore. We're bringing CE to us.
1: But the, the good thing about that is, you know, the prospective people who wanna work with you, you know, you open that as an option to them. It's like, hey, yeah. that's this is what I can provide you. Yeah. You know, and uh, you open yourself to you know, more people wanting to work with you. I
0: think I think everybody has that in them. They're not making the right decisions before that to create that opportunity. That's what I call about flexibility. Okay, because when you when like when you when the menta- I have the mentality of I pay my bills first. You have that mentality. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has that mentality for the most part, right? But the problem is, is we don't define our bills well enough. To me, part of our bills that most people don't have is my monthly savings plan. What What's I the bill. That's a bill every month. X dollars has goes, to go in there. Has to go in there before I spend any money on vacations, any money on all that stuff. Okay, my other part of my bill is this two to three percent of my revenue that I put in my practice growth. Okay, and that pays for all this stuff. Okay, it gives me that choice that maybe this year I'm not going to do anything. I'm talking about spending three, four hundred thousand dollars.
1: That's a sizable amount.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, and I'm going to do it not not necessarily without any loan, but with a very small loan. And if I can extend that out a little bit, I won't have to put any so loads. in So the next time it. I
1: come here, I walk into a brand new office. Probably. Okay. Yeah.
0: By the end of the year. It'll be completely new equipment, completely new floors, completely new everything. Because that's what I want.
1: So new chairs?
0: New everything. Wow. New everything. Wow. Just the walls. Are so you just
1: throwing over your own old omnicamps.
0: Just, just taking it. No, 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 no. no. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to... Hey, we're, we're actually going to move to having one in every operatory.
1: That's pretty awesome. So what? Hygienist as well. Just for the scanning?
0: Yeah, we're going to scan every patient. Nice. Yeah, we're going to move. I'm going to try some things. Uh, and this is, to me is a flexibility. See, what happens is, you know, we begrudgingly always easily say money makes money, correct?
1: Yeah, that's the okay? general wisdom that you hear around.
0: Right, money makes money. But the problem is very few of us live that motto, okay? I know that I'm going to spend X dollars putting digital impression machine in each operator in my practice. And you know you're going
1: to recoup that.
0: I know I'm going to recoup it. I'm going to experience something that I didn't didn't think was possible. And when was that? I don't know. I don't know yet. Does that make sense? I don't know what it's going to do. So you're
1: just going by the general logic that money makes money, and let's just do this. I know
0: that it's not just logic. It's also experience. I know that every time, with intention and not stupidity, every single time that I have put technology and invested in the education and training for that technology with good intentions, that it, is, it has proven worthwhile, maybe in, in economically, in practice satisfaction, and team member satisfaction. Okay? So
1: I, I here's the thing, I agree on the education part, mm-hmm. I agree on the technology part, but when I look at your practice, it is pretty darn good, okay? Sure. Now, I mean, help me understand. How would your your patients see your practice differently? My
0: patients see my same practice for ten years now. If you've been a practice patient in my practice for ten years, you've seen the exact same thing.
1: And you think just changing that around will give them a new look and?
0: They'll know that we invest. They'll refer. It's invigorating, right? Yeah. When you get a new car, do people notice? Yeah. Okay. Do you feel better? Yeah. It still gets you period, Yeah. Yeah, but it gets you from point A to point B, right? Yeah, that's it it does the same thing but it makes you feel better it says something right so look and this comes directly from my father's business in the motel business is that we have to let me go look okay as long
1: as you can afford to and you have that plan in place no
0: not as long as you can afford to
1: you have a plan in place to pay for it
0: yes yes sometimes that's borrowing money yeah okay wisely But to me, that planning comes 10, it's been 10 years in the making, right? Yeah. I go into it expecting every eight to 12 years, I need to completely redo my office, completely redo it. Imagine that you went.
1: Are you not breaking down walls or anything like that? In
0: this particular case, no. Okay. Okay. But if that's what it took to modernize. You might as well do that. I'll do it. Okay. Okay, I'll do it. Um, Imagine you went to a Ritz Carlton and they had a tube TV in there.
1: It doesn't make sense.
0: doesn't make sense. But that tube TV did great. It looked beautiful. The Ritz-Carlton looked great. I think I'm practicing with the tube TV now.
1: My point being, your office is already a Ritz-Carlton.
0: It is, but it has tube TVs. It has chairs from the 2000s, 18 years ago. I I think one area that dentists are overlooking is the value of a dental chair. Never thought about it you produce all your income from the dental chair. Yeah, I know, but I'm, And you have the best technology everywhere in your practice. A chair is a chair, you said the But patient. it's not. Yeah. I sit in my chair, I can do a root canal, built in apex locator, I can do an implant, built in surgical motor, I can do scaling, built in scaler, I can do endoscaler, built in scaler, I can have an intraoral camera, built in intraoral camera. I can have all these things at my fingertip connected. So I know, connected to your patient, connected to your chart. I know if we walk into my practice.
1: And that's a perception that the patient has in their mind as well it, when they see something like this.
0: It's also me, right? I can walk in and we can look at the implant patients that I saw this week. I can show you what torque their implants went into, what drill speed I did, everything how was long, recorded. everything was recorded. And does the average, general, typical bread and butter dentist need that? No. Okay? Would but my you, hope for everybody would is that- you say your thought them.
1: process was the same when you started your practice? Of, of course. You,
0: no, I thought process was traditional when I started.
1: Exactly, my point being. Yeah. So you've, you've been practicing for 18 years and you've brought yourself into a position where you can afford to do that or you choose you can choose to do that.
0: But I need to do that. I need to do that not for what I want today but for what I want two or three years from now. It doesn't happen overnight. The, what I do today is setting the stage for two or three years from now.
1: Wait, where do you see yourself, like say, five years down the road?
0: Five years from now, I'm going to be doing only the dentistry I want to do I'm going to be seeing one to two patients per day.
1: I think you're doing that right now. You said no, you do not I'm doing not. any more fillings because you no, don't want to do fillings. Sure, so but else? I'm
0: doing cases I don't want to do. Like what? Some patients I don't want to deal with. I'm the only one doing implants in the practice. I'm the only one doing cosmetic work in the practice. Some of those things I'm ready to give away.
1: What are the cases that you only want to do? I don't know yet. Maybe just sleep in all and fours?
0: Sleep, I'm not doing. My assistant's doing most of it. I'm overseeing it. I'm doing the all and fours. But maybe I want to do more of them. I think the reason I'm not doing more of them is because I'm busy doing other, other things. Stuff.
1: Yep, you've, you've talked about that in yeah. the past. You and know, I, I
0: agree on that. But I'm, I'm trying to set it up, right? I'm trying to make it as easy for my support team, including doctors, to be able to do the dentistry I'm doing by giving them every advantage that I can, okay? I believe technology is the great equalizer, okay? It, raise, it, it, it raises the average bar, Okay, I give, I give my associate, any associate my endodontic uh, handpiece with Apex located built in, they're automatically better because it auto-reverses, it hits the Apex, it backs out, yeah. it tells you, it has a set speed based on the exact file you're using. Specific, like one file goes at 300, one goes at 250, all of these things.
1: automatically They're
0: automatically set. It equalizes. Technology is the equalizer.
1: So bring in technology, provide them with great education, yeah. and be intentional about it.
0: And a That's great it. environment with, with, clear, with clarity, with as much with clarity clear as, expectations. Possible. As, as, clear as possible, I mean, listen, we all suck at that. So, so. Let, me, let,
1: me, let me ask you one more question. Absolutely. Uh, so you talked about meeting up with your team members and, and the employees. Talk to me about setting expectations with your associates and mm-hmm. holding them accountable. How do you do that?
0: That's a good question. Um, I probably because now you
1: guys are equals.
0: I mean, we are equals. We're all you're you're the
1: owner. They're the associate, but let's talk about that.
0: Let's talk about that. Okay, Uh, we're equal, but unequal. Okay, so I tell my team all the time, including doctors, I wear two hats. I'm a team member and I'm an associate in my practice as well. Correct.
1: We all are.
0: Okay, but some of us don't think or act that way. I'm an associate. I look at you. I look at any of my associates and they'll say, how am I going to get paid? I said, you can get paid the exact same way I do. I get paid a same, same percentage you make, I make. okay. The difference is I invested $2 million in my building practice and technology, so I'm gonna get a return on that money. So as the owner, there'll be times we'll have to have owner conversations. So so to me, that's one part. Okay? Some of the things I've learned in my work with DSOs is we have a rule when you're new, I don't care how old you are, how new you are, how good you are, uh, we take x-rays of fillings, of crowns, We take all these things that I wasn't doing before so that we can see your work and you can self-evaluate your work.
1: You mean post-op x-rays of your margins and things like that? Absolutely,
0: and composites and everything like that. At some point, we stopped, Mm -hmm. okay? And that allows us to see what's going on. I think also for me, some of the things I've done is I've mapped out a clinical path for my associates. In other words, I say, hey, listen, tell me three things you want to do and I'm going to give you the three things my practice needs right now. Okay. Let's see if they line up. Okay. And let's say this, let's agree on this. These are the three things we're going to show clinical excellence and mastery of first. And then we're going to put one of your three things on the list as number four. Okay. okay? And, and so we, we have a clear path of where to go. So like, for example, the biggest thing I've had a fight on is associates, not my current one, but in the past, they want to do implants. I say it's going to be 12 to 18 months before you do your first one. Yeah. And some of them don't get it. Some of them do get it. Get okay. the
1: training. Get ready for it. Get so ready.
0: Then. Listen, the practice, the patients need this. Okay? Our practice needs bread and butter. Like I tell my current associate, Dr. Lydia, Dr. Knowlton, I say, listen, number one, somebody's got to do the restorative. Somebody's got to do the crowns. Somebody's got to do the endo. Somebody's got to do the extractions. Somebody's got to do the ortho. Somebody's got to do the general dentistry in the practice. I'm trying to remove myself from that.
1: I need you guys for that.
0: I need you for that. Now, you tell me what other the things you want to do that don't fit within this, and we'll get a path there. We'll figure out what it takes. Now, it might take six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. The speed at which we get there is on you. Okay, how, what dedication you have to that excellence. As in long as things. you come
1: in, you know, kind of filling what I need, yeah. I'll work on your needs.
0: It's give and take. Give and take. And then the accountability comes from writing things down, I don't know if you notice on my walls; it's all whiteboards. Yep, you can write Okay, down. So we, we, if we had a conversation in my office, we'd write it down in the corner, we'd put a little box around it so I know not to erase it, and then that random time that you and I sat down, we'd look at that and say, hey Dalvin, last time we talked, we talked about these three things. How are we doing with that? Do you think we're ready? Where do I need to support you? What do you need from me? See, see the same things you're asking are the same things that we have to do with patients, and that's about listening. Yeah. Okay, I think mentoring is more about listening. You know, I think every one of us, our number one mentor was our fathers or mothers. For the most part. Okay? But they told us things we didn't want to hear yeah. and things we weren't ready to hear. Okay, but we can look back and say those were the right things. Davil, yeah. this is why I have you teaching our CEREC courses with 3D dentists. You're an anterior master. You're a CEREC master. You're passionate about CEREC. You're intentional about CEREC and you're so down to earth and humble with people. If you're a CEREC owner looking for great CEREC training, I'd highly encourage you and ask you to consider 3D Dentist in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's a great environment, it's right in the office, dedicated training center, CEREC machines, milling machines, software. Um, We have it all, small class environment, six six attendees per class for our CEREC programs. Uh, So hopefully if you visit 3DDentist.com, you can learn more about our training. Double?
1: Pleasure always.
0: Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.